0: So you're a new dad, relatively speaking.
1: How old? 20
0: months. 20 months, yeah. So what time are you getting out of bed these days?
1: You know, this morning was, was, was beautiful. It was 6.30. I felt like I slept in. Gotcha. Okay, so that's this morning. On a usual day.
0: <laughs> on, on a non-beautiful day. What time are you getting up?
1: Let's just say he's a little unpredictable still. I've okay. had I've had mornings not too long ago. There was a 3.30 a.m. morning. 3.30 a.m. wake-up call? 3.30 a.m. Did you go back to sleep after this? No. No, I was up all, all day long. I got my 3.30? training in. 3.30? 3.30 a.m.
0: <sighs> so my question was going to be because i'm i'm a reg i'm a routine guy i'm a regular guy i don't have these distractions in my life the question is is really simple do you do breakfast and then do your morning workout? Or do you do your morning workout and then breakfast? Um, or do you so do morning workout, give the little guy breakfast, yeah. and then it's your breakfast? <laughs> what I'm
1: working on is getting him his own indoor trainer. Ah, ah, ah the genius, the and, and genius. Evan, and Evan.
0: so it begins. <laughs> Thanks you once again for downloading. This is going to be our sixth episode of uh, the Channel 3 Racing podcast. Again, we're brought to you by Red's Triathlete Power Granola and Marmite. My mate Marmite's 100% vegetarian, 1000% tasty. Try it, you'll love it. And of course you can always follow us on Twitter at channel3racing all caps no breaks and the 3 is the e and please if you like what you hear today don't forget to subscribe
1: well it's been a busy what two weeks very busy two weeks and we're 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 just getting in, into the thick of it things are are really kicking up
0: you're absolutely this right season. yeah and finally for us things are finally kicking up i'm looking outside of the window and i can see blue sky and the hint of green grass.
1: The hint, the, the trees aren't quite budding, maybe a little bit here and there, but all I care about is um, I don't see much snow anymore. Or ice on the sidewalk, the dread of the outdoor runner, the, ah, uh,
0: there's no perfect shoe for them for, like, the upper Midwest. You've got the yaks tracks. if you've got the snow. No. Yeah, well, yaks tracks work on snow, but they don't work on ice. Then there's, like, ice grippers that work on ice that don't do so well on anything else. And then there's just... It's too damn cold to run. Just gotta get on the treadmill. Yeah, I know. The dreadmill. The dreadmill. We'll talk about the dreadmill later on with uh, my workout of the week. Um, okay. Let's just jump right in. we got uh, we got swim, bike, run news and our T1 and T2. And then some... Uh, some racing coming up. Really want to get to that because obviously start of the season, people are starting to feel each other out now. It's uh, it's been a couple of months now since Challenge Iceland right at the beginning of the year. So here we are coming up on uh, the North American Ironman Championships. But before we get there, uh, let's just go ahead and talk about some other news. So in swim news, not a lot uh, at this at this particular point. I mean, we've had uh, indoor swim collegiate level, etc. But uh, last week at Ironman South Africa, um, one of my favorite breakout triathletes, uh, Lucy Charles from Great Britain, um, She, the reason that she's my favorite, by the way, Machati, my friend, is not just because she's English, but also because she is a former age grouper, like yeah, 18 to 21 or somewhere around that.
1: I mean, and she won her Kona age group. She won her Kona age group. And then I think it was the year after she won her age group, right. she said, you know, I'm going to give a go
0: at this. And, yeah, and um, took turn pro yeah. and then came in second at the Ironman World Championships this year so. um, in, a, in a very, very good field. But she's known for... For many things, having this fantastic swim leg, Uh, and at Ironman South Africa, she managed to set the women's course record um, with her swim, and she also led the entirety um, from out of the water. I believe Uh, no, no, I don't think she did go point to point. No, excuse me, she didn't. But she led out of the water. What she lost on the bike, she then gained with a phenomenal run. and the, the swim, just to kind of put it into context, it was a 47.32 for the 2.4 miles, besting my best time by some number of minutes. Some some number. That's 47 minutes, 32 seconds to swim, 2.4 miles. Uh, if it had been a mixed start, a mixed start, she would have come out of the water in second place with everybody. That's you only, she was only beaten by one male. Um, it is uh, a saltwater swim. We normally... In mixed results there people normally say oh salt water you're gonna get more buoyancy more flotation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true you also get waves yeah and a possible shark attack so you have to deal with those Yeah. <laughs> 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 um but setting setting that just really sets her up mm-hmm. um yeah. she's feeling super confident this year um and uh, from everything that I've seen of her, with interviews, etc., she's she's very much looking forward to kind of taking on the the, the Daniela Reefs and um, the Marinda Cafferys of the field. You know, I
1: think she's she's not deterred, perturbed at all by by the field. I of. think she has to be in conversations, r- just like last year, um, for. For podium at Kona, I yeah, mean, I think definitely. She, she's she's she has emerged as you know one of those top top athletes on yeah the, absolutely. On the and and uh,
0: so uh, good luck, Lucy Charles. Continue on, keep it going. I got a funny feeling she's gonna set more swim records uh, in much the same way that Chrissy set run records and Rini set course run records. Um, so yeah, so there you go. That's our swim news. And moving into our T one, so transitioning from the swim to the bike.
1: Uh, we got some news from uh, from Europe. From Europe, it, uh, things are kicking up, and we're we're moving from spring classics into Grand Tour uh, season. And we've got the Giro, the, the Tour of Italy, coming up um, in uh, about ten days' time. Yeah. So, and starting in Jerusalem.
0: Y- <laughs> yes. Right, the, the Tour of Italy starting in <laughs> Jerusalem, uh, which is kind of an int- an interesting change there of course we've seen that uh, over the last few years with uh, the Tour de France, typically it's first stage, you know, the the preliminary stage, uh, starting in various places in continental Europe. But now everything's getting super diverse. Mm. Everything's getting, you know, starting in the north of England, um, starting in places in Germany, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and now the Giro really kind of throwing itself in with a Jerusalem, a
1: Jerusalem start, um, <laughs> but. I think big news out is they they released the provisional start lists, uh, which is always a, a fun time to look down the roster and and see who's going to be up there competing for the GC. And um, so it's, which is which is pink this year. I've heard the yes, the Maglia roster is going to be pink this year. It's it's going to be pink. Got it. <laughs> um, so it's uh, it has there's been a lot of hype around this year's uh, Giro uh, last year after the tour Chris Froome announced he was going to do go for the uh, illustrious Giro Tour double which is I think actually it's the
0: triple it's the it would be the Spanish Grand Tour which is the, the Vuelta is the Espana Vuelta a es España Vuelta es Tour de France and the Giro. So the calendar, right, goes Giro, Tour de France, Tour de France. and then... And then the Vuelta, and the Vuelta in August. Yeah. Right. So, so one is May, July, right. um, and And, and so what they're, what they're calling this is the Tiger Triple, uh, referring to Tiger Woods who managed to get a series of prestigious golf um awards or win major tournaments but not in the same calendar year in the same 365 day earth orbital cycle yes but not in the same calendar year so i can't has, has any since pantini or any of those older guys won the triple that's a good question i, I don't know uh, such such a feat yeah. i mean having i've ridden you know i've ridden days of these broken up. Right and, and and broken up stages. So I've ridden in the Dolomites in Italy, um, and I've done you know sort of three or four passes in one day, etc. And it's it's fun, but then waking up and having to do that all over again, and then after that doing, doing some again. time trial or some flat stage
1: yeah. where
0: it's two hundred and forty k. Yeah. You know those Grand Tour riders. That's really really
1: challenging. Speaking of time trial, so um, the I'd say the um, the rider that is being talked about as really going head-to-head with Chris Froome is another very well-respected time trialist, Tom Dumoulin, who's yeah. the reigning world champion in the time trial. And, and he, of course, won the JIRA last year and, and um, can, can certainly go head-to-head. And, and best Froome in the time trial, I think the question is, is how, uh, how he'll fare... In the mountains, and he's certainly um, shown to be a much better climber than a lot of people initially thought. That's um, that's he is a
0: threat there, isn't he? I mean, he's uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he crash out of the tour last year? I think, there was. I'm I trying. To, so. I, I know Dan Martin did. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember that. We'll 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 fact check that one. But but um, he's more of a threat. He's known as this incredible time trialist, yeah. but he's more of a threat. The, the question is, for me, of course, there's a lot of controversy surrounding Froome right now, um, but Froome is a member of Sky Sky is really that team. Sky is really what is setting apart the racing right now, mm-hmm. because if Chris Froome goes into it with the classic sort of Sky preparation, you've not just got to beat Chris Froome. You are team, team. Yeah, yeah. your and, team, and, has and they have to team they Sky.
1: have you know they're they're bringing arguably one of their strongest teams um, to to the Giro. Um They have uh, yeah, a, a number of Great riders around him. So, uh, um, could be a real head to head. It's, it's going to be interesting. And there's certainly a number of other, um, riders, uh, to look out for in the GC. Um, Tito got- Pino, Esteban Chavez, I got my f- Michael Woods. Who I got my fingers crossed
0: for one name you haven't mentioned yet. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's going to be there. The Manx Missile. Uh, is Cavendish on the start list? On the start list? I, I haven't. Because, uh, I mean, the Cavendish curse has been following him this year. He's banged out, crashed he, out. So I don't know. So I don't know if he's fit. He
1: he crashed out a couple times. He is returning. I think the Tour of Yorkshire. Um, okay, got it. And but I'm not sure about the start list on the Giro. So he is he is back. He. Um, which is good to see it is because um, he had a couple of just really unlucky unfortunate crashes and the in last early one that, season the last one that yeah the last one that took him out and of course famously crashed
0: with uh, Peter Sagan last year's very early stages of the tour so yeah um yeah I hope uh, if he's not there, I really hope to see. I really hope to see uh, Mark Cavendish back. But Giro d'Italia definitely want to watch. If you can uh, find that on your cable t- channels, do what the Machete would do: jump on your turbo trainer and, and watch go Watch the ahead. stage. Yeah, go ahead and watch the stage. That's how you do it. And uh, yeah, that's the, sure, sure to put a little, few extra watts in those legs. All right, let's just transition over to a little bit of bike news. This is really bike tech. What have you got for us?
1: Yeah. So so I think uh, some. Some great tech news um, for a lot of us. So PowerTap, um, one of the major uh, manufacturers of power meters, and and now they have a couple different kinds, a hub-based power meter. They they also have their um, PowerTap pedals but the big news is they are slashing their prices on power meters and so um both their their hub systems as well as their pedal systems are are going to be uh dropping in price by a couple hundred dollars and so i think making things a bit more affordable i think generally in the power meter realm um and market prices have been uh, slowly inching downward. I think slowly is
0: the is exactly the right term for that. Um, power meters, you know, are uh, power. So power meters for those who for those who don't, if those of you who have never had a power meter or are just wondering why all the cyclists talk about it, believers. Uh, power is a very very important training tool uh, I have it on my trainer um, I have it on, uh, on one of my bikes and of course with drops in prices I'm looking to get it on, on all of my bikes and and you know how how to best do that do you use a pedal based system do you um, use a, a crank arm you know how how, do, how to best go about that but we're getting to the point now where um, People are experimenting with power, power data in soles for your uh, bike shoes.
1: Some kind of run-based
0: power. There data. are
1: now there are now several run or power running products. Yeah. Uh, which I, I I don't know a ton about. Yeah, um, and, and, I haven't and we, used before. Right, and we
0: have We have yet to see um, sort of the, the elite marathoners, etc. Looking at their watches, like a good triathlete, looking at your watch every thirty-seven seconds yeah. to get your power data—the the Lionel Sanders effect. Um, but it was actually—I think Lionel Sanders is sponsored by PowerTap. I think it, I think that's—I think that's correct. I think that's. That's the one. One of our training partners. Big shout out to uh, the Nugget. Um, one of our training partners, uh, the Triathlon Nugget, um, just bought a set of these. Just bought a set of these pedals, and I think it's yeah. because of that reduction in yeah. price.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, j- just to give you an idea, the uh, the hub system dropped by a third. Uh, so from six hundred dollars to four hundred dollars. So it- yeah, and I think. Power tap that was their original. It was the hub
0: based. Yep. Yeah. And my my power meter on my road bike is crank based. And there's so much back and forth about and, and, and I do want to caution anybody who's looking into the purchase of a power meter, anybody who's looking into it. They always have these degrees of accuracy. Okay and it will say things like, accurate plus minus 2%, accurate plus minus 0.75%. I think that you need to kind of get over that bit. You, I don't think you really need, we really need, anybody truly needs a power meter that measures the watts the same way that the electric company measures how much electricity you're using because you're getting billed for it. This really is a tool to help you set up like certain key numbers, and it's much better, much more. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a much greater benefit to it than heart rate because so many things can affect your heart rate. Um, how much sleep you got last night, whether or not you've had caffeine, whether what your, your hydration level is. And you know, you can be both overhydrated and underhydrated, you know, um, uh, and all those things factor into biological, but power is just simply what you're laying down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it is very good to get that. But I'm gonna trump your power tap with a brand new Kickstarter. Oh, so if you've yeah. got a Kickstarter and you just type in power meter, you can find the IQ squared system. It's engineers, cyclists from uh, the Netherlands, uh, which is Denmark. No, which is, excuse me, Holland, right? The Netherlands, which is Holland. Which has a fairly robust cycling culture. Which it does, right? <laughs> Which is where the Dutch live. The yes. Dutch who live in Holland, which is the... Anyway, don't get me started on that bit. Um, when uh, So there's a couple of engineers there in their robust cycling culture who have basically said that the old type of strain gauge, and that's how power is measured, this type of strain, strain gauge can now be manufactured at a nanoparticulate level by applying sort of serial wafers to the top of a chip, and then you can measure how current is this. But I believe, this is the chemist in me, I believe that um, it depends upon something called piezoelectricity or, or micro pie- piezoscopic field. So as the, as the material distorts, because you're putting more strain on it, they can measure this change in voltage across this chip and blah, 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 feed it through a computer. You get power numbers. But if you go onto Kickstarter right now, you can get a pair of these. They fit on your pedals, okay? So you don't even have to change pedals. You can fit on your pedals. You can get a left and a right, but you've missed the early bird. You've missed the early ish bird. But you can get in on the early, right, offering. And what is it going to cost me? 249 euros. $303 for a left and right pair. If they deliver it in 2019. It's a big if. It's a big if. It's a big if. But, ha- but I think for a thousand. I think for just over €1,000, so it's probably going to come in at like, I don't know, 1200 bucks. if you're really interested. You can buy a set of five. A set of five. So you could, in theory, gobble buy. these up now and just flog them to all your friends. Buy channels. a pair and then sell them all to your friends. And make all of your money back. And make all of your money back. I mean, that would that that would be both Machiavellian and awesome. So please, if anybody if anybody's going to buy five, please go ahead and tweet at Channel Three Racing uh, and let us know so we can get <laughs> we a bid in. Love, so we, so we can would love to pack. try out a pair. Yeah, we really would. <laughs> um, so from bike moving on to T uh, two, moving into the second transition and. The transition here is we've got a brand new sponsorship deal going on. So Iron Man, you know, it's kind of the ubiquitous brand, and they're always looking for partners. And some of those partnerships, I've always thought are a bit questionable myself. Iron Man Chattanooga
1: sponsored by Little Debbie. Little Debbie. I I actually made I, and this was a while ago, s- several years ago. I wrote a brief article on this um, <laughs> because so I, I am from kind of the public health world. Right, 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 I have worked in the childhood obesity realm of things, particularly... I think Little Debbie's also on, worked in that field. Yeah, <laughs> particularly on un, 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 unhealthy food marketing right. to children. And, of course, at um, some of their races, they have the Iron Kids events. Yeah, right. And, you know, with some of these partners... Um, there's the question of, you know, are, are, are these the kinds of, of brands that we want to be uplifting at events that are, are, are trying to promote health and right. healthy lifestyle. Right, and, of, and, uh, and so. of course, we here at County <laughs> Racing completely understand that it's the exact
0: opposite. That Little Debbie we did her absolute best to get herself associated with yeah. Iron Man <laughs> so that she can now put on the, uh, on the uh, snack cakes, Twinkies, what, whatever Little Debbie makes... Official and proud partner of Ironman Racing, please.
1: but this is a and 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 I think this is a conversation for a future podcast because <laughs> right. I think there's a, I mean there's there's been some very interesting questionable ties that have emerged in in the world of triathlon and uh, Coca Cola. Right. Another another prime example. They they had uh, a number of professional athletes that they sponsored. They've been a longtime partner with uh, in supplying on course fuel. Right. right. Um, and um, so so. But again, there there's. Certainly um, right. A, a a performance benefit. Um, but there's also all these other sort of complicating questions about um, right. the brand as a whole right. and we'll we get it. We that. can get down that rabbit hole in another podcast That's exactly <laughs> right. But
0: um so the new the new brand, the new branding for the World. so if uh, if you're new to Ironman, you'd you'd finally get there and you'd find out that like a swim brand like Tear or Speedo will be the official sponsor of the swim course, and then the bike course is typically a sponsorship again by like Trek Cycling or at the Ironman World Championships it's Ventum One. Love your bike, send me one, I'd love to pre ride it, um, and uh, it's super hot, uh, magma. Um, And then the run course is typically like a running shoe Or something like that And then you have all those overall things So the interesting thing for me was Marinda um, Caffrey The Pocket Rocket um, Who I've had The great pleasure In meeting a couple Of times now um, ha- Has changed her Run footwear To Hoka One One Now Hoka One One For me has always Been the clown Shoe brand The maxi shoe I, I think is is What cause I-, I run on Minimalist shoes And then they became The maxi um, Shoe um, But Hoka as sponsored Rini really. and I thought okay that's that's interesting I wondered what kind of a career move that was and then hey presto all uh, North American I think actually all American North and South America and Europe uh, races Ironman brand races are now sponsored the run segments are all now sponsored by Hoka 1-1
1: and Hoka's um established uh, partnerships with a number of other top pros too not just Rini but also her husband you're right Tim D. O'Donnell he, he's 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 now in Hoka. Um, my uh, short course favorite Ben Canute uh, has been in Hokas for over a year now. Um, so they're it's it's definitely it's definitely I, 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 and okay. and they've 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 certainly branched out from their maximalist right, clown shoe, so to speak. Right, but right. and there's and, a lot more. Um, of of your your more typical right. trainers and racers and, and what do, what do you run in? Um, I run in Saucony, okay. so I awesome. uh, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big Saucony guy. Um, I've do you run, train and race in those? Yeah, okay. so I've uh, run in their Canvara's for a number of years. Um, I've. I uh, have their Breakthrough, which is a bit more of a trainer. Um, I've run in their Type A's, which is more of a racer. And I now have, and am trying out their Endorphin, uh, which is much, it's a racer, almost like a track shoe.
0: Got it, got so. it. I, I, I bounce around a, a little bit, but I decided <laughs> off the back of Crowey, Craig Alexander, when he changed to, and this was a number of years ago, changed to Newton. It just put it on my, because I knew what Newton was running for. excuse me what they were known for a more minimalist shoe etc um and i love minimalists and so i race in newton and i and i really like i really like their, their products as well but the issue that i have with a lot of these the Hokers, the newtons um the smaller i'm not going to call it boutique but it is a smaller brand it's not nike it's not mm-hmm. adidas mm-hmm. um is where you can buy them yeah it's so challenging like the last pair of shoes that i did buy from newton i bought online at great customer service all that kind of stuff that's and I'm not not shilling for Newton, but I'm saying that it's gotten to the point now where if if I do want to shop for shoes, I I, I typically have to go online now, which mm-hmm. it, so it's tough to find. I, I know of one store here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, Saint Paul. I know of one store that stock that, that stocks Hoka One One. Maybe that's changed now, but I only I only knew actually of one. But anyway, so that's news. So Hoka One One. Hopefully that means hopefully that means that those guys are um, doing well and. Uh, yeah. Pleasure to have you aboard Especially because you've got A really good
1: race team With uh, the O'Donnells Alright Run news The, the, the uh, battle of the epic marathons uh, from, from across the pond
0: uh, Well I just want to start out with we had warm Boston weather in London <laughs> And then we had cold London weather we had excuse, we had warm London weather in Boston we had cold Boston weather no uh, that's no, all cold messed London up. yeah I gotta mess this whole thing up warm Boston weather in London and then we had London's cold wet and rain in, in Boston. Boston so yeah. those guys are a weekend apart so it's you're typically going
1: to see completely different start lists yeah um and, uh, very different style of racing, like two, two, two very different marathons. Um, and, and he's boned up all <laughs> week for this segment, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's rubbing his hands. This but is the meat and potatoes. This is of this, week. this is this is probably one of this is the conversation that I was, I was most excited to have. And, and I mean, I think because it, like it was Boston was um, yes, was it just abysmal conditions and like freezing cold temperatures and downpour monsoon and headwinds Headwinds. of 20 plus miles an hour yes but like that made it an actual race right like it it wasn't your predictable it was super gritty it was was very gritty gritty. and 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 so boston is um boston's a point-to-point route um and it doesn't have pacers like a number of the other big city marathons do and um and 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 it's known for its hills um and and so it's a it's a it's a challenging course it's not a course usually that we see um very fast times unless there's a tailwind um but it it was just um just an an epic race um and the big news is so on on the women's side, Des Linden, um, well-respected runner um, from the uh, Hanson's Brook team, Hanson's Brooks team, um, has come in second in Boston. She she finally cracked it. She won first American since 1985. To, That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so so just big big shout out to to her but then the other surprise on the women's side was um the second place finisher on the podium was actually a non-professional um sarah sellers who works as a full-time nurse um she took second now she's not actually from like new england right no i
0: utah arizona down
1: south southwest somewhere somewhere. i
0: think so i think it was not 100% sure on that um, but I, the, the thing that caught my eye on this and I, and I knew you'd be watching but the thing that really caught my eye is when she crossed the finish line because of the gap between like the elite starts and then the age groupers mm-hmm. because of that gap she didn't she didn't finish second like mm-hmm. anybody watching the marathon she was not second place and she had no idea she knew she'd run a good fast marathon she looked at that you know looked at that clock oh wow you know she had no idea that she was actually on the podium mm-hmm. overall. She, I mean, I'm sure when she was running, she was thinking, "I'm up to win," mm-hmm. like the non-elite by age group, right? The age something. group, or however it breaks down, or fastest non-professional female. Yeah, she smashed it. Yeah. she yeah. smashed it.
1: Yeah, and and and. There were, you know, far from PB times, and you know this was one of the slowest uh, Boston Marathons in quite a long time. But the other thing that that I found uh, really interesting was some of the the, the post the post race interviews with um, Des Linden and I think uh, Shalane Flanagan uh, who won the new york city marathon and 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 has been on the start line in boston uh a number of times um but they were running together um around the halfway mark and and actually des linden considered dropping out um and she she felt she was kind of hanging towards the back of the pack um and shalane and des sort of had a had a chat and shalane wanted to stop to you to use the bathroom real quick and, and um and and des was like yeah i'm kind of thinking about dropping out and and, wow. and just wasn't feeling like it was her day and and i'm sure you can attest this with um uh, iron man distance races is sometimes you go through those those rough patches you, you i was going to say that the the mental
0: fortitude thing that 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 piece and it's talked about so often for for all endurance sports for you know ironmans for the hundred milers it's it is it's always there it's always a part and you do have to train for it and through it you you certainly do but all of us and and Tossing the tossing the ball back to you. You can run a five k. You can run a really fast five k. Um, you can think to yourself, "I want to stop. I want to slow down. I want to quit on a five k, like you can on a, on a marathon." And yeah, that that mental part is about being sort of right on that knife edge mm-hmm. um and it's definitely an experiential it's definitely an experiential thing and i'm, and I'm sure you attest to that is that when you get a few races under your belt you know how to manage that mm-hmm. but I, w- I would also say patrick langer who won this year's kona considered dropping out on either the bike or uh, the beginning of the run he was like you know i think it was the bike actually the bike section he's like you know things aren't going well etc 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 but you just got to have that fortitude right mm-hmm. you gotta have that mental fortitude um, to get through it and and certainly when it comes to, for me, for Iron Man I do build into my training things like um, I do, I will do I'll have to run 20K. Let's say I've got to do 20K. And so what I'll do is I'll do a 10K loop that finishes at my doorstep, touch my door, and then run the whole thing again backwards. The reason is because I'm going to want to stop after that first 10K. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I've got my run in for today. Mm-hmm. I can... And then just to start it all over again puts you a little bit more in that frame of mind. But mm-hmm. yeah, someone who someone who's got fortitude can can do that, you know, can go from being, I think I'm going to quit to win the whole gosh darn thing. Yeah.
1: And, and, and speaking of dropping out, there were the, the dropout rate in the elite field was just unbelievable. Was it? Yeah. I heard something, something in, in the order of, of well over half, 60% or so of, of the, of the elite men's field. Didn't finish. Um, so if you if you ran Boston and you crossed
0: the finish line, you ran a faster time than sixty percent of the men. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and you know that's a that's a that's something you should take away, right? And
1: and and, and there were a number of people who made this point on Twitter that um, yes, there was this high um, percentage in the elite field that didn't finish, but you look at the. The H field groupers. overall, right. it was over 95% finished that race, yeah. which is just unbelievable really is. considering really the conditions. Yeah, um, it really is. And and, and so speaking of, of you know, having the conditions uh, getting the better of you, Jeffrey Karui, who, uh, who won the race last year, came back to defend his title, um, was made a, a move um, in the second half of the race, built up about a minute and a half lead or so, and heading into the last few miles, and it was either the headwind, but he just totally bonked and fell apart and um, and was eventually overtaken by Yuki Kawuchi, uh, who is from Japan, who races a lot, um, and also isn't a full-time runner he he works full-time um i believe as a a teacher for the japanese government but he um he he holds down a job and also trains and and so um just another example of 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 someone who um tremendous mental toughness and and was able to come out and and really do well um and and the the other thing i want to make very
0: clear is we're not just talking about tough conditions and people dropped out. We're talking about tough conditions. Yes, people dropped out, but yes, people also did run 540 miles. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. did go into that and run 26.2 miles at sub six pace. And
1: hit like his his strategy was was just it was really interesting because the first mile like so in cycling right it's like you sometimes on uh, on on long uh, long stages you want to get out into the early breakaway right, right. right it was almost like he was doing that because he ran the first few miles which are all downhill in boston um like like 20 seconds faster than the field he was out in front ahead of everybody and he just flew off the start line and and so everybody was like like What's going on here? And, and and of course he he kind of came back to the pack, and there was a couple other times he would, he would make a little bit of a surge, but then he would fall back, and um and so you you were kind of scratching your head about like, well, what is he doing, or is he expending too much energy? But like if you looked at him in the last two or three months, he looked strong, yeah. and, and really really good, and, and and so um you know I think it was. Just overall, it was a it was a very exciting race to watch and and very inspiring too. But speaking of expiring, uh, <laughs> inspiring, inspiring, no, expiring. I have expiring. one hopes. <laughs> Speaking of inspiring, so Tim Don. Um, who several days before Kona this past year, uh, year, yeah, was right, right before two days, two, before. two days before was out on a training ride, got T boned, and um was This is this is in Hawaii. This is in Hawaii. Where everybody on the big island for the
0: like week beforehand, they're aware of it. it this year was this year was a bad year. And we talked about this a little bit on an earlier pod, but, but it was it's just getting it's getting bad. Because yeah. they
1: know yeah they know what's going on. And and, and 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 with Tim Don he 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 went to Kona having recently set the the Iron Man Brand, world yeah. world record. Brand. Um he it was like seven forty nine or something like that yeah um, I think in so, Brazil some bit, yeah so so he was coming off this this just incredible performance was certainly up there in conversations with with taking uh Kona this past year and then the news a couple days prior with him, him getting hit by a car um, broke his neck yeah and and um, and 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 he's talked about this um with how the events transpired and and he he was giving given several different options and he opted for the one that would give him the greatest probability of coming back to the sport that he's been in for right. two decades, um, but uh, he was in this halo, the right. halo, <laughs> the scaffold as we refer sca- like to yeah. it. Yeah. So, so, so this metal contraption which um, stabilizes his his neck and it, and it looks like a halo. And there's screws that that go through his his into his skull um, and he had to sleep sitting up for several weeks and like all this kind of stuff and um, and and he is has has been sort of getting back into training and and for a time was just doing what he could even with the halo on that's he, right he was going to the gym and he was rowing and he was on the bike trainer and um, and then there was news not too long ago of oh he's He's going to be running Boston because he got the halo off. Um, I don't know, like six or eight weeks ago, or something like that. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, and um, and so the New York Times did this big piece on him, and and he said he was he was hoping to run about two fifty, which just in and of itself is <laughs> it's incredible. It's <so> a good time. <laughs> um, but you know, again, speaking of mental toughness and fortitude, this guy um, he. In in some ways, the conditions on the day were like perfect for him because like he's a like he's that kind of guy and he ran he wanted to run two fifty he ran two forty nine forty two yeah it was it was unbelievable just absolutely unbelievable blew my mind yeah so so absolute. Hats off Congrats um, Tim Don All the Channel 3 racing Respect
0: Tim Don And I'm sure he's received That from a lot But Yeah It Seriously um, It was a, It was a phenomenal effort Because um, That would be an ambitious Target for me With training And to come out And do that That was just And, and, I, and I know he's received Congratulations But Not enough um, So Absolutely please not enough Um Speaking, speaking of that, we'll we'll talk a little bit about Matt Russell on our upcoming races. But then another victim of last year's um, Kona. Um, London Marathon, London Marathon. So we we switch over, and now we get the hottest April for. I mean, I'm I'm talking the like. The hottest April day since... It's like almost 100 years in in the UK. Um, And uh, right around that time, we decided to run the London Marathon. That's... I don't want to say it's my hometown course, but it's the course that I know very well, uh, having lived in London and been around uh, the London Marathon. But... uh, eventually it hits all the sites. You kind of do this, you can't kind of do this loop where you go out and you're, you're like, so this is London here huh? and it's just kind of like suburban London homes and then finally you get to the sections and you start to see what we call the Cutty shots, Cutty Sark, that's the ship and then you start going in through Docklands and uh, eventually you, you know, you hit you hit all the sites and the highlights including the infamous Cobbled section um, which uh, breaks a few hearts. Unlike Boston, Very flat, um, very, very little elevation gain. Um, Relatively fast course, but just like Boston, uh, neither Boston nor London, because they are point-to-point races, qualify as actual record breaking or world championship status so what i mean by that is even if you did run uh uh, let's say a 202 or something like that it wouldn't go down as an official record because i believe it's something like for official marathon records the start finish line yeah the
1: start and finish have to be within within a certain distance Uh, right
0: like within 400 yards of each other or something like that so it, it so that's That's the piece there. But um, it was definitely going to be the British showdown. It was all the hopes uh, and wishes of of Great Britain set on the back of Mo Farah in a field that was very, very stacked. A field that was very, very stacked. And, um, you know, the, the race went... And just as we were talking pre-recording, it got to that stage and Mo Farah was in the mix. And then the front guys just
1: decided. Elio Kipchoge it, it, it is, he's just in another, he's just on another level. he He's for elite marathon. For elite, <laughs> like there's elite marathon runners. And then there's Elio Kipchoge who, yeah. who, I mean, this man after a very successful track career, um, he come comes to the marathon and of his of his nine marathon nine marathons i think he's won eight of them and the one he didn't win he came in second so so like this is a guy who is just continues to 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 perform just on a on as on a superhuman Level and of course, um, for anyone who who, who watched the breaking two attempt, uh, right. He was the closest, uh, to come and he ran uh, two hours and 25 seconds. Yeah, yeah, I'm Ju- just mm-hmm. right, just missed it, but.
0: Just missed it now. This time, just, just missed it. This just time, it. yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Why don't we jump up to races to watch? Why don't we jump into uh, sort of our future prediction? Why don't yeah, there, there,
1: there's, there's, because finally we have something there. We finally have. I mean. It, Things are, are off and moving. There's there's a number of things happening from short course WTS circuit to um, draft legal Olympic distance, um, all the way up to Ironman events. So a lot of things happening in the next couple weekends. Um, big one for me, I'm going to yeah. start off with... Um, because I love my short course uh, racing WTS Bermuda coming up this weekend. Florida
0: um, Duffy's face Flora, is all Flora over Duffy. Bermuda. Florida yeah. Duffy has even said, you know, I'm walking around her hometown, her, her home arena, seeing pictures of herself being draped from billboards mm-hmm. and, and hotel blocks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, so, it's,
1: and it's and it's hard to go against her as uh, right as I mean the lead right and the, she's re- she's as the favorite she's definitely stepped into
0: a position that was vacated by Gwen Gwen Jorgensen um, you know uh, it seems that it seems that we get these uh, we get these phenoms uh, in the field Perhaps more so in the female side than the male side, perhaps. Um, but that they that they, they we get these very very dominant we get these very very dominant uh, races and um, the the races here yeah Florida Duffy it's going to be hard if your money's not on Florida Duffy then you're definitely going for an outside risk I think I think rounding out the podium I'm not so sure. I think we could see the uh, Union flag on the podium again um, coming up, but uh, I think Florida... I think Flora, excuse me, Flora Duffy. Um, she's a
1: good bet on the women's side. Men's side. Men's side. Another uh, just... Uh... A very uh, stacked field. So Henry Schumann, Mario Mola, Ooh. Vincent Louis, oh. Vincent R- Louie. Richard Murray, um, Vincent
0: Louis, Richard Murray. If it's not a sprint, what's the what's the course distance? Been? So
1: so it's it's interesting you bring up the course because um, there's there's a little bit of a curveball in the course. There's a there's um, the bike course has um Corkscrew Hill which is uh, a yeah. short steep climb and so and they and they do the bike um they do the bike course uh several several laps and and so they're going to be going up Uh, up Corkscrew Hill Um, and it's 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 short it's steep and so it's going to lend itself maybe to a short uh, or a, a strong cyclist who can maybe get away a little bit on the bike and hold things off
0: on the run yeah it's it's I've got a feeling that Corkscrew Hill is gonna what we normally see at the you know in the ITU circuit because it is draft legal you know we normally see like a lead pack and then we have the second place but I just have a funny feeling that that hill is going to fracture the packs in a way that we don't normally see on these circuits. Because I think you can have strong riders like like the Brownleys, let's just say... Um, And then that that lead pack Can then all of a sudden Fracture again But then who's going to make up What happens if you have A strong hill climber Really surge on that hill But is out with only Two or three buddies On the remainder of it Do we You know I think it's just Going to be very very interesting To see how those groups Yeah Attempt to tackle that, or are people going to, just going to sit back on their haunches and just sort of say, "Look, we got to do the hill. Yeah. Who's who's going to charge this mm-hmm. hill?" So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting mm-hmm. uh, uh, ITU race in Bermuda um, you've got St.
1: Anthony Try St. Anthony Try uh, coming up this weekend as well uh, um, another short course race um, Cameron Die, who has won this race uh, a number of times is going for his his, his fifth win and Sarah Haskins uh, well known short course athlete um, yeah Going for a record-tying seventh win, uh, which... Um, with Ty McKeeley-Jones' record. With Ty mckeeley Jones's record uh, there. So, uh, exciting, exciting race coming up um, on the short course scene, but... Um,
0: yeah, then we move over to those... Uh, we, we've got the wild card, quite literally,
1: um, with Wildflower. Wildflower finally back. Back uh, a, a year right a year or two off yeah um, with and there was it's one of those unique races almost has a cult following and so when it it it, it did um disappear disappear there were a lot of unhappy people yeah um, it was wildflower because wildflower is a weekend right um
0: wildflower is i believe on the saturday is the shorter course and then on the sunday is the the long course and the long course i believe is on or around a half iron man um, if, yeah. if not exactly um on or around that on or around that distance Um, Big hills Big hills at Wildflower Um, Of course The reason that it wasn't on last year Is because There was The the drought level So extreme in California That there was Quite honestly No water to swim in Or at least Mm -hmm. The last year it was run. The last year it was run. The swim exit to where your bike is was over a mile run. Was over a mile run because the level on the reservoir was so low. I don't know if this if the, that water level is recovered. I, I have I have no idea. I know the race is back, but I don't know if I don't know if that is recovered. So people were sort of putting a. An intermittent, a, a, a T1A and 1B. So you had a transition out of the swim into your running shoes just to get you to your bike, where you take your running shoes off for T2 yeah. and then off you go on your bike and you go and hit the hills. But there is something nice about Wildflower that I think all age groupers can appreciate, and that is it may not be Wildflower, right? But we all have local races, and local races are the ones that, you know, the distances are not going to be certified Olympic or they're not going to be certified. Half iron or whatever it be, and you can have those in between. You get this is not a sprint, it's not Mm an Olympic, it's somewhere in between. Um, They'll send you around your local countryside. You'll swim in some local lake. You know that's good. I like I. That's where I cut my teeth on triathlon is Mm -hmm. in those in those local races. Before sort of stepping up and doing the bigger name brands or, or, or whatever, and just meeting your local tri community, you know, I, I still go to your age groupers, the people you're with. Those age groupers, they'll be with you at your local races. So Wildflower is like the nation's local triathlon, tri- yeah. you know. So yeah, so we got that coming up, and of course the man with the sun, the man with the sunglasses, the man with the aviators, uh, Jesse Thomas is uh, is is going out there and. Uh, he, he's just owned that race uh, In recent memory Right And I, I really I really hope that continues yeah. As well as Heather Jackson um,
1: Going for a fourth win uh,
0: Maybe another tattoo If she wins yeah. Maybe she'll get one more tattoo Maybe that's it And then of course we got the North American Iron Man Championships Iron Man Texas In the woodlands I never ever think of Texas And woodlands together <laughs> I think of I think of Longhorn cattle and and that and you know John Ford movie um, that that kind of a deal when I think of Texas, but it's in it's in the woodlands. I do know people who have competed. Um, They they've said that the weather. Can be uh, a big deal. We've got nice warm weather here in the northern part of the US. That could mean they have blistering heat down south. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but the weather is going to play a part. I guarantee to you. That's this weekend. That is the, the end of April. And so, who do you have? You know there's 54 men competing. There's 54 men competing in Ironman Texas. That is bigger than the Kona Pro Star West. Okay. <laughs> 28 ladies 54 uh, men Who to watch Okay I could not I could not Put it down Um, I I couldn't claim a winner I'm going to try I'm going to Because Because you're nice I'm going to try and claim a winner But I've got a podium I think I think our top three Are going to be Tim Buckell Frederick Van Lierd And Brent McMahon What have you
1: got? I'm going. Brent McMahon. Uh, I have him as well. Um, ben Leard. Oh, you uh, are? Yeah, and and, and Matt Hansen. Okay. Who is who is wearing the number one bib? And I, right. And I think we'll do uh, well again, but maybe not quite uh, get that top spot. But you alluded to um, another Matt. Matt Russell. Uh, who right? And so
0: our second. Victim um, last year of the of the sort of the carnage in Kona. I think it's probably going to go down there. Uh, Matt Russell's back, and it, it's it's difficult for me to not think of him as a wild card in that he's done some smaller racing, track racing actually, mostly is what I I, I believe I've seen. Um, he's so he's entered some runs, um, and it, the guy can the guys. <laughs> Typically not being a podium, but just beyond. Mm-hmm. So four, he's fifth, six. a he's a constant.
1: solid top ten yeah, guy. Absolutely, a very consistent top ten guy. So if he could break podium,
0: that would be yeah. kind of the, the the curse
1: of the Kona Carnage. And and he he does have a seventy point three under his belt this year. That's right. Um, yeah. And. Uh, so, so is I think first and foremost It's great to see him Him back And right. racing And healthy And um, and so Would love to see him Come out And, and, and have a good day Top five I'm going Matt yeah. Russell In the top
0: five I'm going to go Matt Russell Top five um, Ladies 28 ladies To choose from um, uh, My My podium um, By the way I, I'm going to put my money On Brent McMahon For the overall Okay yeah. I'm just, yeah, just I can't really pick one i but, but if you were be, betting now... Yeah, you know, if I were going to put money down, I'd probably do the accumulator on all three of those. <laughs> um, Meredith Kessler, yep. Michelle Vesterby, and Lindsay Corbin is
1: my podium. I can't argue against that. Yeah.
0: There's a, there's a few other names there, and one of them... Um, the, so, Michelle Vesterby missed out on Kona last year because she got hit by a car on a training ride. Uh, but it, that was in England. That was considerably beforehand. But... Um, yeah, I'm, it's gonna be I, I, again just just like all Ironman racing. And if there's something I could say to Ironman, I would say try to increase your media presence because um, when we take a look at other racings like the ITU, like Super League, the coverage is superb. Um, I know it's I know it's costly, but it will make your sport better because I would love to see more of this not just on screencasts or whatever or you know Iron Man TV but if we could get this on one of, on one of our cable affiliate channels or something like that 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 would be great so, yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up that's, uh, this weekend. And so tune in, Iron Man TV, and uh, see how it all unfolds. It will unfold, and it will unfold on the run, I predict. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Although Andrew Starkowitz is starting for the men.
1: And he, uh, he he's he's known sort of as an average cyclist, I think.
0: He's <laughs> known, known as an average cyclist in the same way that J is known as an average runner. So... Um, that course is also uh, very small amount of bike elevation, so I expect Andy Starkowitz to really push the pace. I I I, I do. Um, he's been doing even more of that since his comeback. He's been very aggressive on the bike, um, so he could he could be in with a top five yeah. um, or even even a podium finish if he does you know so well on that bike to just absolutely hammer it. So that's our picks. And that's all the news we've got from Channel 3. It's time for Izzy's Hot Wheels. Izzy's Hot Wheels. Go on then. This was your idea. I had to.
1: I, 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 uh, so we talked about Tim O'Donnell, uh, but um, I want to talk about his bike. His uh and, and and this was his bike he he raced in in Conan last year and, and used last year the 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 Trek Speed Concept and I want to make it clear this is a Trek bike we're look looking at today this is a Trek uh, Speed Concept uh, but more importantly the high viz yellow what are your thoughts on the high viz yellow ah uh, okay.
0: So I can't really talk about this particular bike without talking about the fact that the curtains and the drapes always match with Tim O'Donnell. So TOD... Great guy again I met him uh, my first Iron Man I, had, I got photos talked to him I talked to him about bike strategy the guy rode a 55 tooth ring at at, um, at Iron Man Coeur Lane when I met him he rode a 55 so for those of you um, not not familiar with sort of gear ratios that 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 bigger number does mean something um, so anybody who could push a 55 I had a great deal of respectful It's oh, exactly I, uh, yeah yeah. It's exactly what it is. Um, it's like it's like a track size ring. It's it's very very impressive. But so you know, um, but his outfit typically matches his bike, and so he's first of all he's on a track. Uh, he's on guess a Trek, Kenny's and he has
1: been um he's he's been um brand loyal to Trek for yeah, a while now. Right? He's Sponsored he's been by. on their Trek Factory Racing uh, triathlon team. So so they, Trek has the has the cycling team, but right. they have a a number of uh, triathletes that they sponsor. And the thing about the speed concept
0: that bike before we get to the color is so before i even rank it as to how frigidly cold i think it is um (laughs) the thing about it is, i remember when the concept came out and that is that it was the first it was like the first of the bikes to really get integrated storage and so um, I don't know, I don't know if it's UCI compliant. It probably is. It probably is. It's about the size of the rear diamond that's that's kind of the issue. Um, but they were the first one to have this little extra pouch that you could mount above the rear wheel that was aero fit down to the frame. Um, it's rigid, so you know, it doesn't flap about in the, in the breeze, etc. But it was a place... It wasn't for nutrition, really. I'm sure you could if you absolutely must. But really, it was your, your flat kit. You know what I mean? you got your CO2 canisters and your, and, uh, your tubes inside of there. Um, and now then they added on the extra top frame and all that other kind of stuff. And TOD actually has one of the busiest cockpits of any pro... I guarantee to you, inside his Trek, somewhere in there is his inhaler. So it's, he's not just got probably salt sticks inside uh, inside the handlebars somewhere. He's probably also got his inhaler on there. Um, he's got a forward and reverse-mounted uh, water bottle, probably. Yep, he's got two water bottle mounts on there. And that's the thing about that frame that I don't like. The thing I don't like about that frame is there's not a lot of... Because I think it is UCI compliant... There's not a lot of places for you to put a water bottle and everything has to be like super thin. Those tubes, those, those tubes are foil cross sections. And so aero, sure, but they're not super thin. Also, in accordance with modern tri-bikes, I don't know whereabouts the front brake is. I don't think the front brake is ducted. Is it inside the fork? Yeah. It is so, ducted so in the fork. They're, yeah, there is probably not UCI, It's probably not UCI compliant there. Because I don't think you're allowed to do that for time trial bikes. That that rear diamond size looks questionable to me, Uh, and the lack of being able to see the front brake is also questions whether or not it's UCI compliant. Whether this version, and that you know, Trek is going to have their UCI compliant time trial bike, but they're going to effectively use a very very similar frame. Um, So I'm dancing around it. Scorching. uh, No, no, no. This is frigid. This is frigid. Um, It's the color. is it the colour. It's, okay, getting back to the colour issue, the problem with the high-vis yellow is whenever Tim O'Donnell rides, he always has matching speed skin suit to his bike. Um, sometimes he's got stars and stripes. That was a few years ago, I think. Um, he did one at Kona where it was razzle-dazzle camouflage from, like, World War One, how they painted the ships. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then now we've got and it's not just that it's high vis yellow, it's that it's also um, very bright red orange as well to go with it. <sighs> So, Were you a child of the eighties? Because I used to wear neon socks, and you could never match them. One leg was one neon color, and one leg was the other neon color underneath our leg warmers, right? So how how do I rate it? Okay, how do you rate it? I got a pair of running shorts that color. So I do you have a pair of running shorts that color?
1: I so I I um I have the the Bontrager Ballista Arrow uh, helmet. In okay. that high vis yellow color. Yeah, I've seen you wear that. And 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 honestly, there there is a a level of road safety. Or there's a there's a safety element. I knew that's about, how you'd excuse your talking about horrifying um, choice of an arrow helmet. Talking about. Uh, it, you know, getting, staying safe on the road and right. getting hit and, and, and I have gotten hit before And, and so there is... Maybe that's why... You, maybe it was that knock that you took on your ride
0: <laughs> That made you think that high-vis... Was a good thing? Well, that it's going to make you somehow, like, <laughs> bulletproof okay, Don't worry about it, my aero helmet is
1: fluoro um, Okay, well... I, I, I think there's... There's a little too much high vis yellow. I would like a a little bit of splash, um, and I think their 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 speed concept uh, color scheme for for this year's model uh, is a bit more on the red and less on the high vis yellow. Uh, I- I'm gonna go with this bold choice. Trek
0: on the car Now Now, this does bring up something else, and that is seeing as we're talking about an individual's bike. So last week we talked about, well, excuse me, last episode we talked about the Ventum. One of the things that I do, and I do love that bike, but one of the things I like about it is that Ventum will do a lot of custom paint jobs on them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Trek's choice, almost mm-hmm. certainly the color mm-hmm. scheme on this on this speed concept. It's almost certainly Trek's choice. So, um, how much, say, Tim O'Donnell gets in? How his yeah, bike is? There's painted. a little
1: bit of customization, and uh, uh, Trek has. You mean just their... put a sticker on the side, so Tim O'Donnell? <laughs> Trek does have their. I've got one of those their... on my bike. <laughs> project one which right. is is only um, so there's certain yeah, frames I, that yeah. you can kind of customize and of there's bit, yeah. and there's certain options uh, uh, okay but... here's
0: what I'm going to say of the paint scheme that this is which I think honestly I think does look cool but and here's my but but if I were to ride that I couldn't pull it off you can't even pull off a fluoro a- aero helmet <laughs> how could you pull off an entire fluoro bike um It's, it's, uh... I like, I like the angles. Yeah. It's got that sort of canyon-style paint job Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where they've, 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 they've made the, uh... They've made the, the down tube and the seat stays, uh, you know, one color scheme, and so it's got that sort of diagonal look. I like, I like that. Um, I couldn't write that. It's just a little too brave for you. It's a bit too brave for... uh, That's, that's a good way of saying it. It's a bit too brave for me. Um, and so in that, for that case, plus the fact it's a Trek, um... I'm putting it in the refrigerator, and where whereabouts Where about, You're going to say it's magma, aren't you? you you're, you're taking this um, I'm I'm going to say it's a little more
1: hot than, than Are you going to go soup? N- no, I'm I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, maybe soup. 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 Hot. Hot tea. Hot tea. Hot, hot tea, tea. Hot tea. Yeah.
0: Soup. Hot tea. That. Okay. There we go. All right. Thank you very much. Izzy's Hot Wheels. So workout of the week this week. Um, so last week or last episode, excuse me, um, did uh, did some trainer work, and uh, you mentioned the treadmill the uh, earlier. Uh, what's your place for the treadmill in terms of your running?
1: Um, I. I like it for two things I like it for easy runs Easy miles um, Because it's a bit softer than the road Um, And I also like it uh, For specific pace work So if you're You know You're you're doing a tempo Or a short threshold run And you're holding a certain pace I like it because um, You have to hold a certain pace And there's no um, There's no way to hide There's no way to hide it And so if you're you know you're going out you're doing a 20 minute tempo run or something um doing it um i like it uh, on a treadmill sometimes because there's that you have to be there for all 20 Right. So my workout of the week is based
0: around what I absolutely agree with. I mean, there's nowhere to hide. It can be short and to the point. My rule of thumb is, you know, if you're gonna go short, you kinda gotta go fast. Make it count um, in that sort of power equation there. Um, So what I challenge everyone to do, if you're listening, if you're looking for a, a workout, call this the end of your dreadmill, Series. Let's put the treadmill to bed because we can. We can find a track in our neighbourhood and we can go out there and get a stopwatch and we can do it that way. Or we can continue on with the treadmill as I probably and I, you and I probably will throughout the summer. But if you're looking to put the treadmill away. Do this. Do a track workout, but do it on the treadmill. So most treadmills, um, what you want to do is, I would um, set up the treadmill for a one percent or a, yeah, one percent uh, incline. Give yourself a ten minute warm up. Um, I, I am one of those people who lets the treadmill run. Step step off either side of the legs. Um, let the treadmill run. Don't hit that pause button or anything like that. Allow it to register your heart rate. So a lot of a lot of those. I mean, we all have heart rate watches and stuff like that. But so monitor on your heart rate. And then what you want to do is do yourself a, a, a track-based workout. And it's it's easy to do a track-based workout based upon a goal time. Um, classically, when we start running, um, we don't really know about, you know, what's my 10K pace, what's my 5K pace, etc., etc. But if you are an intermediate to advanced runner, you're gonna understand that we want to put this thing at a six-minute mile pace or less, and your treadmill, you should be able to work that, that little bit out. Um, 10 miles per hour is a six minute mile um, if you can get to that and then do a series of repeats like water mile repeats so that's once around the track so you got you got 10 you got 10 minutes in you can do quarter mile repeats or you could do a pyramid I really like the pyramids I like the I like the 200 400 800 400 200 pyramid session um, and or you could do you could just do quarter mile repeats and sort of do sort of 10 quarter mile repeats. What I stress that you do though, do this, do this as a track workout and on the recovery, the recovery phase between one repeat and the next, go on heart rate. Don't go on just, don't go on a time section like you would in the swimming pool, go on your heart rate. So run that quarter mile at your goal pace, which for me would be just under a six minute mile. So I'm gonna set it up at over 10 miles per hour at a 1% incline. I do do hills on the treadmill. That's for another time. Set it up like that. And then either do the pyramid, 200, 400, 800, 400, 200. And you can repeat through that. You can do double twos, double fours, double eight, double fours, double twos, or do sort of 10 by quarter miles. um, And then wait until your heart rate, don't start the next one until your heart rate is between 120 and 130 beats per minute. That's kind of a good goal. and then run them and and do monitor whereabouts your heart rate is when you finish so you don't end up sort of zooming into like 175 beats per minute and really thrashing yourself and 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 aim to just put the treadmill to bed that's my workout for the week i like it got it well this is going to bring to an end another wonderful collaboration you got the rabbit and the machete here um closing remarks i just want to say after listening And uh, to you about the running, etc., and the London Marathon, Boston, and and all the things coming up. That you know, definitely, I came to I came into triathlon later in life. I came into running later in life, etc. It's always been a bit of a struggle for me to get those super fast times, um, uh, like a really fast 5k. You know, I just I'm okay with it being I'm never gonna go sub 17. I'm okay with that. Um, but it just seems to me that running miles do count.
1: Yeah, it, there's it's won't come as a shock. Most of your elite runners, it's the same recipe. I mean, um, you know, it, even I mean, you look at. Certainly the Africans, but you look at all the top marathoners here in the U.S. The Galen Rups. I mean, they're 120, 130 mile weeks, and so so um, volume is a critical component, especially with the longer races. Um, You know, things like 5K. um, Your elite runners um, or. Top guys, you can get away with 50, 60, 70 miles, which that's, still is it, that's just is, it, isn't it? Is, is, is a a the, the, the run to reward
0: volume is, is kind of staggering. Is that you have people running five and 10 Ks, you have like collegiate programs where they're running 10 K to 10 mile, that kind of distance, and they're running plus 60 miles a week, you know, and uh, it's just. Of, of the three disciplines Swim, bike and run I think swimming I think quality really counts um, Yes, I think yardage You know, is good But it's 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 not the same payoff I don't think if you swim 10,000 yards um, In a given week That's not going to just Communicate down to an automatically Just a stellar drop You know, in swimming You're lucky if you drop 30 seconds You know, between events So dropping three minutes Phenomenal You know, those kinds of things But um, swimming It's it's tough um, I don't think that yards equals performance as in a direct relationship biking I think that biking you have to you have to do those hit workouts you have to do the short sweet stuff the long stuff but I think it's easier to mix it up but running I just think that running you just
1: can't yeah the like v-
0: volume
1: is 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 a critical element yeah. and, and and so I don't think it's a, you need you need that that big aerobic base yeah. and um, if you know if you want to run a sub three hour or a course if, if, if you're an elite runner you're you're running 100 mile weeks consistently right, right. And and that's two a days yeah you know? i mean and, and, you're, and you're
0: interspersing it with the track workout sector
1: but you're
0: you're getting up you're lacing up and you're getting out and you're doing 10 miles and that's and that's that's pre-breakfast mm-hmm. you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing just a thought don't be scared of it just understand that
1: but I think with miles and, and, and consistency being a key with those miles, you know, I think uh, it, it, it reminds me of something Des Linden said on Twitter not too long ago when she was going through a, a hard time in training is just to keep showing up. Yeah. And, and 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 sometimes it's just about, you know, you got to keep showing up, putting in the miles. And uh, yeah. you do have to do that. You definitely have to do that. And, you know, buy yourself a pair
0: of Hoka 1-1s.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>